Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. As you can see, I'm in the beautiful desert that sits right below Tungsten City in California. Those mountains behind me, those are the Sierra Nevadas, and this is just a beautiful, beautiful day in the Sierra Nevadas. I wanted to talk to you about something today that's gonna change the way that you look at prayer and the way that you look at yourself. So stick with me, won't you? Welcome back to the deserts of Inyo County underneath the shadow of the beautiful Sierra Nevadas. We're here today to talk about something that is really profound that the Lord's been dealing with me about when it comes to prayer. Now this shift in our society lately has really caused something to happen in my heart. I've always prayed, I've always seen answers to my prayer all the time, but something else has been happening lately. Lately, I've been spending more time in prayer, more time in the Word, more time worshiping, and I've seen more of my prayers manifest, and I've seen them manifest quicker. So I was asking the Lord, why now? Why are my prayers manifesting so much quicker now than they have in the past? And there's a lot to that. But the Lord really shared with me and put on my heart something that I want to share with you. One of the things that we tend to do when we see a lot of our prayers being answered, especially when we have been being good, like reading our Bible more, like praying more, like going to church more, like worshiping more, we tend to think of ourselves as good. We tend to think that, oh, I've been so good, of course my prayers are going to manifest. And conversely, when we've been good and our prayers don't manifest, we go to God and we say, why haven't my prayers manifested? I've been so good. You see, the problem is that both of those mindsets are legalistic and we are not under the law, but we are under grace, okay? So when we think about things like that in that way, we stifle our ability to manifest answered prayer. So I'm just going to share a few very quick notes with you today about prayer and about manifesting answers to prayer. The first thing that we have to understand is there is a formula kind of to praying. And it's not like a formula like A plus, plus B equals C. It's not like that. It's more of a heart condition. But there are some parameters that God has set up. Now, for me to go through how to pray correctly, exhaustively, will take way more time than you want to spend watching a YouTube video today. So I encourage you to examine this on your own. There are lots of books. I recommend anything by Andrew Womack, A Better Way to Pray. That's really good. So I just want to touch on a few things. Okay, so let's say that you have a desire in your heart for something. The very first thing that you do is you take that desire to God. You take it to Him by examining if it is in the Word of God actually or if it lines up with the spirit of the Word of God, meaning if you have a desire to rob a bank, you can't find where God endorses that kind of behavior in the Bible. But if you have a desire to move to a different place, that's not necessarily not in the Bible, okay? So we take the desires that we have to God and we find out if they're in the Bible. If they are, then we can pray on them. If they're not, then we seek the peace that follows that God gives us. In other words, we say, God, I feel like you want me to do this. Is this what you want me to do? And there will be a peace that resounds in our hearts that will indicate that that's exactly what God wants us to do. All right, so once we've done that, we can then pray the Word of God, pray the will of God. So if we have this desire and it matches up, lines up with the will of God, either written or the peace that follows in our hearts, we can pray to God 
and he will answer our prayer because as, as it is written, if we pray according to the will of God, we know that he hears us. And if we know he hears us, then we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. So we pray in accordance with what we've heard, the peace that we've gotten, or the fact that it's in the Bible. And we know that we've received what we have prayed for. The problem is that once we pray and then we go on about our day, if we don't see that manifest right then, what happens is doubt and fear and anxiety starts coming up in our hearts. The word for anxiety, which is translated in the New King James, anxious, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, is actually a, a root word that means to have a distracting care. So what happens is we pray about something, we believe we receive it, and we have a distracting care. Now, there are a couple things that are going to keep us in a mindset to receive from God. The first thing is that we have to understand that God loves us, and He loves us no matter what. Understanding this will help our faith to work, because as it, as it is written, faith works through love. Galatians 5, 6 that faith works through love. So if you don't understand that God loves you, then your faith is never going to work. You're always going to doubt. So that you need to get settled in your heart that God loves you. So then you say, okay, Lord, I've prayed for this. It hasn't manifested yet. Then what do you do? The answer to that is also in Philippians chapter four and it's verse, the end of verse six and then seven and eight. Are, we're going to get to those in a second. It's the end of verse six, Philippians chapter four, verse six. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So when you feel anxious, when you have a care that comes about to take away your attention, in other words, you say you've prayed for an extra $500, but then you get this anxious thought that says, oh, well, I've prayed for this extra $500 for this, but I have to pay for this too. And so maybe it won't happen. Or maybe this won't happen or whatever. You get some kind of thought that distracts you from believing God. So what do you do in that situation? That is when you get anxiety in your heart. The very first thing you do is that you go to God with your request. Just like Philippians chapter four, verse six says, you go to God and you say, Lord, I've prayed for this and you told me not to be anxious for anything. So I'm praying for peace about this because I've already prayed. I've already believed I received it. I'm praying that your peace that passes understanding will keep my heart and mind at peace in Christ Jesus. So he does that. You immediately will feel a rush of peace. But as soon as you get up from the floor, those anxious thoughts start coming in again. So you have two choices. One, you can just not touch those anxious thoughts and you can let go and let God. Or you can fight and say, oh, I've already given that to God. Oh, I've already given that to God. I have done both of those things and they're both very difficult. What I've found to work very well is in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, when Paul talks about only thinking on things that are pure and lovely, praiseworthy of a good report. Let's read those. Chapter 4, verse 8 of Philippians. Brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. These things. So what I've found is that when I've prayed for something and I've believed I received and those anxious thoughts come to me, it's much easier to fight when I meditate on the things listed in chapter 
for first aid of Philippians. Now, what you have to do to be able to meditate on those things is that you have to sequester yourself from receiving anything that goes against those things. That means you can't hear anything that goes against those things. You can't read anything that goes against those things. You can't see anything that goes against those things. That means you have to take yourself away from movies, away from music, away from books, away from newspapers and news and everything, TV, anything that goes against what you're believing for, you cannot afford to have it in front of your eyes. So what is actually happening is if you are willing to do that, if you're willing to sequester your ears and your eyes from seeing anything that goes contrary to what God has promised you so that you can meditate on all of those things listed in verse 8, then and you are being good because the only thing left is to focus on those things. So you're being good. This will cause your prayer to manifest more quickly. It's not because you're being good and because you deserve it. So please don't get in the legalistic mindset. What's happening is actually you're guarding the seed that you have sown. It's like, it's like a gardener or a farmer has planted seeds and he's standing out there ready to spray any bug spray, ready to shoot any varmints that would come and pluck up what he's planted. That's what you're doing essentially when you're guarding your heart and mind. And that's what the peace of God does. And the only way to ensure that it's completely guarded is to sequester yourself from outside influences. But what happens is if we do that and we start reading the Bible more and start studying it more and start praying more and keeping evil off our tongue and walking in love and worshiping and keeping ourselves from watching or hearing evil things that go against the word of God, then we manifest a prayer, we manifest it like that. We think we manifest the prayer because we're so good, but that's not the case. We have just obeyed God. We have let him do his work and guarded the garden, as it were, the seed garden of his word that we've planted in our hearts. We're guarding it with all of our might, with all of our diligence. We're guarding it so that we can manifest what we've prayed for. All right, if you have any questions, please hit me up on our website, waterwindwine.org, or on our Facebook page, WWW Ministries. But for now, I'm going to close this down. Y'all have a lovely day, and remember, I love you, and Jesus loves you.